0: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to episode number fifteen of the No Words Bar podcast. I am your host Mo. I am joined by my great esteemed co-host Chris Mack over down in the ATL, where they have a team that apparently is winning the World Series game right now. So as of this recording.
1: they're going to win the whole World Series, man. My Braves, bro, are they're on one. They're they're looking amazing. Like this is I don't like it's crazy because they should not have even been here to begin with, so you know they really shouldn't. Ron Acuna blew his D out early in the season, and everyone thought that it was just dead. Like it was dead in the water for the scene. They they weren't going to win the division. They they they, they had even if they even got into the playoffs, they weren't going to make it off the wild card. But lo and behold, they're the skin of their teeth. They win the division. They. End up winning the first or, or division round against Milwaukee. It, I mean, destroyed them. And then they go against one of the best teams in the National League. A team that they blew a 3-1 lead against last season in the Dodgers. And it took care of them handily too, in a way. For the most part, they pretty much were the better team the entire series. Except for one game. And now, they're here in the World Series where they're the underdog again. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're they're, they're holding their own against Houston, which I would not be shocked one bit if they did win. You know, it will really be a good feather in the cap for Atlanta sports um, this year after what the uh, Hawks has done. And what Atlanta United hopefully can do um, if they make the playoffs as well. I'm mean- only cares about the Falcons, though. So. Even oh, though they get no. this win against Miami, they no no one cares. nobody uh, but cares. I'm happy that the Braves has got it done. So this is this is cool. Um EBA season is back. Like I, I know that you're static. I am too. Both of our teams are off to a really good start. Oh yeah. Uh you know, and man, like really, like the the big the big Eastern Conference showdown outside of the Bucks and Nets or this is going to be happening this week too, man. Two of them actually. Uh you know, of course, your Bulls will mm-hmm. you be hosting your Long Blood rivals. You know, the New York Knicks. That's right. National TV, well, NBA TV will be a nationally televised game. Uh, and my Wizards will be hosting our regional rival and one of the great fun teams of last year, the Atlanta Hawks. And that we that is the Chris Mack Bowl. That's how we call. I was because, about to uh, say. <laughs> I would get to watch, you know, my team against, well, the team that I grew up loving against the team that I currently like. (laughs) Right. So it's, I feel like that's going to be, that's going to be a really good game, too. That's going to be fun. So I I got my hands full on Thursday, bro. Me, both. Yeah. Those two games.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. The Bulls and Knicks, um, obviously, if anybody that knows me very well knows that that is always a, a, a date that i circle on any calendar um and, and i've and if anybody any long-term listeners mm-hmm. um that has been listening since since episode one um well, especially when i had interviewed my father uh on there everybody knows that he is a diehard nick fan so for us um it is the green rivalry night uh anytime the nixon bulls play each other i mean it's it's like it's like you said Chris, like it, it's it's a blood rivalry. Um, my father has already talked a lot of shit this this over the past few days. Um, despite my team being the undefeated team, out of you know, both of us, I but mean,
1: to be yes, to to be fair, um, you know New York is ju- just as good. I mean, it wasn't for a twenty point quarter from Terrence Ross, they would be undefeated as well. My man,
0: I I get that.
1: Fair, and also, also. Just because you bitched your father, my dad is a Hawks fan, so this is our, you know, little uh, father son rivalry as well. Oh, okay. That way for a while, especially during their playoff bouts in you know twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. So, yeah, this is uh, this is this is going to be definitely fun for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. And I mean, and overall, I'm excited about my Bulls. Like the way the team is constructed this year, um, I, I just I just like everything about it and. You know, I, and I know, you know, in the preseason, mm-hmm. we went undefeated in the preseason, I think 4-0. Um, and so for us to start off like this, and I understand people listening, yes, we beat the Pistons two times. They didn't have Cade. And, you know, we yeah. get that. I understand. But at the same time, a win is a fucking win. We are beating the teams that so far that we play like that we're supposed to beat. Like when, when you're facing a team that obviously has injuries or whatever, and they're undermanned. Like, yeah, a team, the caliber of, of my Bulls team now, it is expected that we have we we have to beat these teams that we're supposed to beat. And that seemed to be a problem in the past, you know, couple of seasons. Um, well, I mean, I guess you could say a few seasons, but I'm just more specifically focusing on, you know, the past couple of seasons where we kind of been on like that gradual, like a little bit of a rise every year, gotten better. We always still had those games where we lost the teams that we really shouldn't have lost to. Now I understand last year was kind of tricky because towards the end of the season, with Levine being out because of COVID stuff, you know that kind of messed us up a little in the end because we was on a good momentum. Um, But just the way how everything is, and then the main important, the big changes this year is obviously having you know having Lonzo and, and, and Caruso. Um, defense. The defense. That's yes, and that's no. Successful. That's the no
1: Valentine, too.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, so we <laughs> personally, I've I've said this from the day that we have gotten the new GM, um, with us, and what he had done or what he had already started over in Denver before coming to us. You know, for me, and you look at Denver now, how they are. And I mean, they're they're playing great. Shout mm-hmm. out to my man. Shout out to my man, Bones Highland, then. VC That's right great. there, Bones, like, man. He's a dog. He's a dog, man. I love the dude. Like it sucks that he didn't get the chance to play the NCAA tournament game because of COVID stuff. But oh, I, I just absolutely love his game. But back back to what I was saying before, like the way that I, I had just, I just had confidence in this guy when he when we got him and we finally got rid of that paxson you know, whatever that other bullshit before yeah, yeah.
1: Pax. Yeah, you
0: know, so. I, I even from then I'm like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing because I've seen what's happening in Denver. Denver's looking good. They're young. They're on. They're on the rise. They can t- They're still on the rise. So you know, I for him to do this for my team, I'm like, yo, like I'm all in. And plus, you know, like I said, we needed a big change anyway. And so far, like we we've made progress. Like ever since he came in and he and, and run the ship, and I just love. I love everything that's going on right now. And I know our offense isn't really gelling a hundred percent, still getting used to everybody, but I'm telling you, man, like the way it's great that the defense is stepping up and doing this thing while the offense is still trying to get itself together. Because once, once both of them are on that same level, once that offense is clicking well and we are well, you know, or the machine, man, like that's it. Oh yeah. Like we, we're going to be Most good. Definitely, Like I, it's, and, and many people have said this and pointed out, like, but the main key is, you know, I mean, besides the Rosen, him, you know, having to alter his game and, and, and stuff, and Vujicic, Vujicic, um, that came from Orlando last year, but Lonzo Ball, like Lonzo Ball, being us with us, man, is it, a huge
1: get, perfect fit. It,
0: it's, it's a huge get, and, and that's and, and for us, like that's that's what we need. That's what we needed. And who would have thought? Who yeah, would have yeah, thought
1: he, years ago? And, and, and you know what? Kobe White's he hasn't came back yet.
0: No, he That's hasn't. So right. right. So, so we got yeah, a good, he we got a be decent better. bench. You know, we got a bench. So it, it's, I, I just like how everything looks right now. And you're right, the Knicks Again, are, but, are going to be our first formidable test.
1: Yes, because um, with the uh, with the Knicks and more specifically with Chicago, uh, yeah, they will be the first test because we don't really know how good your team is defensively outside of Lonzo and Grusso, just wreaking havoc, you know, whenever they're together. Uh, But, you know, I still feel like folks are going to be surprised by DeMar DeRozan, especially as a defender, because he spent those last three years or so in San Antonio where people weren't even watching San Antonio to begin with. And for the ones that were, I've seen how much he's grown as a playmaker.
0: Yes, uh, yes. As
1: as a defender as well, he was able to play at the four Mm -hmm. (laughs) within the last season or so, which creates a lot of more flexibility for your roster, especially closing games. You know whether you want to choose Pat Williams to close out, or you want to move the Demar up to the four and have Caruso close with you, or if you know, say, Kobe White comes back and he's back to form and he's scoring out of his mind, you might have to close with him. Yeah, and you you might have to just keep Pat out there and find a way to squeeze Caruso in in between, you know, alongside with Lonzo and Levine. But uh, it's, it's 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 a lot of options that your team has now. And yes, there will be some question marks defensively with Sack and Fushevich on their own. Yeah, but right now at that unit at what those starting five, it looks good, and oh, yeah, it definitely. looks really good. And there's clear, there's a clear direction that the Bulls have for once. Thank God. Because yes. There was yeah. nothing within that time during Garpak's reign, you know, post Derek Rose. And now you have Levine in a winning environment. It's the, I this is the first time that he's won four straight games in his career in the NBA. So <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is definitely new to him. Yeah. But he's, he's feeling winning basketball. He's tasting winning basketball. Coming definitely. off to the Olympics with a gold medal. You know, and now he's with this team and he's providing that, you know, that mentality over there to Chicago. And they're going to be better off for it. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that the Bulls will not will, will, will be um, a playoff team. Well, you know, they will the, be a playoff team for sure.
0: Well, well, the key thing about this season, and you also got to keep in, keep in mind with Levine, this is a contract year also. So, oh, yeah. Most so always, always keep that in mind. Now, me personally, whatever that he's asking for, give him the shit. Give him the shit. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, they better give him the Uber Max. They, they better drop the Brinks truck right at his front door and pay the man whatever that he needs, whatever he wants, whatever he's asking for. Pay him, pay him. Because honestly, like that's. He has been he's been a godsend for us, and I you know and, and what the, the thing I love about the progression that that um, Levine has made over the years is that you know everybody and I don't want to say everybody, but I I feel like the majority of the people just only saw him as just a dunker. You know, yeah, he was in the dunk contest, but I don't think they really actually watched his game completely when he was with Minnesota. But you know, him being with us, it, 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 I don't know. I guess it's one of those things because more eyes because. You're comparing Chicago to to Minnesota. I mean, so I mean, more eyes is gonna be on Chicago because that's one of the premier organizations um uh, in the NBA. Um uh, and one of the more the main media markets in the NBA too. So gotta to take those things into consideration. But I think there's just the the maturation of of how you know Levine has has, has handled games, how he has improved his game. Overall, he's become so much of a more all-around player now, um, as compared to maybe with his earlier days in Minnesota. And then, plus, you know, don't, don't ever, don't forget too. It's like he had a real, like that injury. He had a bad injury years ago. Yeah, you know. So, and people were doubting, you know, question like, well, how is that going to affect his play? Is he going to be he the same two, type of player? Bad injuries. And
1: yeah, two ACL uh, injuries or just one?
0: I believe. I think it was. I, I I know for sure it's one, but I can't remember if it's two. I can't remember on that one. I, I do remember that one ACL injury for sure.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're Minnesota I, before we went to Chicago. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So um, so like I said, you know, people had and understandably so question marks of what he was going to do um, after that injury, but he has bounced back, and it feels like he's <laughs> bounced back better than ever. So um. Uh, I, of course, I'm not gonna. I, I love it because I'm the recipient of, of everything that he's doing for the team. But um, but overall, though, uh, it, it's great. It's a great. It's a great look. I know the league is happy. The league is always happy when the Knicks and, and the Bulls are doing great. You know, so you know they they're gonna be satisfied. I'm pretty sure the game is gonna be pretty exciting. Uh, I, I'm still on the fence of so whether I'm gonna watch it at home or maybe I'll probably watch it with my father just for the hell of it. You know, I mean, hell, you know, it, it, like I said, it's it, it, it's a tradition for us, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and you know, who knows? Who knows where this is going to lead to? We we don't know, you know, how how the East is going to shape up. For all we know, this could be a potential four or five matchup in 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 the first round. You know, for all we know, do I think it's going to happen that way? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know it's too early. It's too early. For it, sure.
0: It's really early, but I'm but I'm just thinking about just the overall when I think about the East and the teams, you know, the top, you know, we always know who the top teams in the East is going to be, but it's, I feel like, you know, it, you know, you got your Milwaukee's, you got, you got the Nets and I mean, I guess Philly, do you still count Philly as number three? You know, uh, I don't even know that. So like that's this point. Right. So, I mean, for the time being, I guess you could still kind of assume Philly's the three, but then after that, it's like, all right, you know, we don't we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, like. I feel like Boston is going to take a major step down this this season, even though I was very highly entertained between them and the Knicks game, that double OT game the other night. Oh that yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Jalen Jay, Jay, and Jason are they're, they're going to drag this team to wins, you know, yeah. this season for sure. But man, right. it is looking rough for them.
0: It is very rough for them, man. Uh, but entertaining, nevertheless, that game. So it's like I, I don't know. I don't know how Toronto, how they're going to be. And we beat Toronto, I think, last night. I know it was. You know, we barely beat them. You know, by by a whisker. But you know, a win is a win at the end. But uh, you know, I don't know how they how they're going to shake up. We know Atlanta. You know, we know the Hawks. I I mean, honestly, though, I mean, the Hawks being a four seed. You know, maybe three seed. It's – I could see them possibly going up to a three. I I mean, I know it's early in the season, but, you know, uh, I, I don't recall them losing many, you know, if any important vital players over the offseason, you know, that was with them last year. Um, I'm pretty sure you may you may have a better – you can answer that better than me. I really haven't been paying attention to
1: their off season moves. It, it, it tweaked, they tweaked a little bit, but – it's still the same core for the most part.
0: All right, well, well, uh, yeah, well, well, there you go. You know, so they could be a- yeah,
1: They made a couple of tweaks. You know, they added a backup point guard in Delon Wright. Um, they also got a backup big and um, Gorgie Jane. But other than that, it's just the same old crew. You know, uh, and, 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 and they're healthy though. That's the most important part. They're healthy. It's the same crew, but they're healthy now. Right. So, so they're and they're still riding that momentum off their playoff run last year, and they're still looking good for sure. So they're going to be all right.
0: Yeah. So they're, they're, they're three, four. They're, they're three, four. They're obviously the maximum ceiling. I can see them being this three, Um, but regardless, they're in a three, four, you know, we already touched on, on the bulls. um, You know, the Knicks, they're, they're going to be playoff teams. Um, But then you also got the Pacers and the Pacers are interesting situation because, you know, they, they still cut out without, without a couple of players right now, they're major players. Um, so you can never count the Pacers out. Figure out, and then actually, the team that everybody isn't me. I feel like a lot of people just suddenly forgot about Miami because
1: uh, yeah, a lot of folks did, man. But um, I, I, man, they're still gonna be good, man. They're still I, defend.
0: So I mean, it, it's it's many op, it's many chances, as many situations how this may shake up in the end. Um, but the it,
1: fact of the matter is, man, the Eastern Conference is back. And, yeah. and they're just more, they're so much more interesting right now than the West at this point.
0: Yeah. The uh, West is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I haven't really caught a lot of West games like that, honestly. Um, I don't know. It's just the fact that I, I guess I just haven't really, you know, just the, obviously the late times and stuff like that, but even if they're playing yeah. an East team or anything like that, like I, I, I got catch highlights, but I haven't really watched a lot of West games. Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know. Like, I feel like the West right now is, I don't, the West is one of those, the West is a conference where you can't really determine anything right now, because things can easily change within the snap of a finger in the West, at any given moment. Uh, You know, for what, what may look bleak right now for a couple of teams, their fortune may change within a month, and then, you know, everybody's talking about them, but... I will say this, and I've been very – and I've told people this. I said from the start, do not sleep on Golden State. Golden State is looking pretty damn good. And they oh, still, yeah, man. Like I said, Undefeated Clay, Clay won't be back until around Christmas time, which if you think about it, it ain't a long time from now. You're, you're, no, you know, it, it's, it's
1: – just living to this day two months from now.
0: Right, right. Wiseman is coming back too. You know, I think he's been injured, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. listen, and the guys, and, 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 and shout out to my father for, for, for bringing this to my attention, too, and the conversation we had, is that, the, and the thing that he had noticed is that the guys, you know, even, even last year, you know, these guys, these young guys that typically probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of, you know, a lot of minutes, per se, um, if the team was fully healthy, um, these guys, they've been putting in the work. They like they've been they've been pretty, playing pretty good since yeah. you know, to, especially towards the tail end of the last season, um, up leading up to that uh, you know, the bubble game that they had, you know, with the Lakers and whatnot. Um but you look at how how they're playing so far now, man, it's like yeah, they 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 are they're diligent. They're,
1: they're a professional basketball team again. They yes. are
0: and they're moving the ball, <laughs> they're moving the ball, they doing a lot of quick ball movements. They're they're making the shots and then Steph Curry, man, like I mean, the guy, what else can you really say about the dude? You know, that 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 hasn't already been said. Um it, it, he, and if,
1: he's special, bro. He is, he is.
0: And there's no. no doubt that this is his team. You know, and I remember all those years, Chris. I don't know if you remember. You know, when Durant was on them, everybody was kind of like, "Oh, this is Durant's team." I'm like, "No, no, no, this is forever Steph Curry's team." Like, do not ever get it twisted. Like, especially after all the, those, like, said so those couple of years or whatever that Durant was with them, it was always Steph Curry's team. That has never changed, and it will always be that way as long as he is on that, on that team. But Golden State, that's that's my sleeper. That's and I'm sticking with it. I'm a ride with that till the wheels fall off.
1: Yeah, man. I I feel like um they're they're going to be a playoff team still for sure. Definitely. Uh, and, and I really hope that um Clay is be able to be back in peak form, uh at least close to it. Coming off of the, not only just the Achilles here, but the torn ACL two seasons right. and I want I want to make sure that you know, you know that you know it, they could be able to keep Steph you know Steph healthy throughout the season as well to make yeah. sure that they're on their run. But, you know, it all also leans on to progression of uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, That's and, it. And when yeah. he returns also um, James right. Wiseman. You know, you got to yep. yeah you gotta bring those pieces in, you know, acclimating Hopefully James Wiseman, you know, can have an improvement on such a tumultuous season rookie year that he had last year where he didn't really have any training camp. Uh, he only played two basketball games in a high competitive setting before getting drafted in the M- in the nBA. yeah, and he never really had a true role because it was a tug of war between developing the young talent and pushing to become a playoff team. yeah, and his role was always in a flux now, hopefully he gets the time to develop you know you know coming off the bench uh, and be able to perform and learn. And grow with the starters, and, and then you know if he's able to reach his potential, he become that starter for them, right? You know, right. Uh, at this moment, you know, Golden State's good, man. They're 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 back. They're they're focused. They're 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 not the the demon monster that strikes fear in you know all their opponents' hearts anymore. Mm-hmm. There's teams that can still give it to you, man. When it you know when the lights are on bright. And you gotta, you know, you can't take them lightly. You definitely no. can't take them lightly anymore now that no. this team has more veterans on their side. Steph Curry is on a mission, Draymond Green is still looking to defend at a high level. Yeah. And, you know, and they got all these veterans around them that know what to do when it's time to, you know, get back on there on the court. Yeah. So this is going to be good stuff, man. This is really looking good for them. You know, the Clippers are good. They're good. Yeah. yeah. Still. So, you know, and you know they 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 are kind of almost back to a mix of that, you know, team before Kawhi Leonard came into play. You know, you just have a bunch of guys that were scrappy, hungry, and looking to prove everyone wrong. And they have that distinction now. You know, with Paul George being the leader now. Uh, you know, I got Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe, and you know, Marcus Morris there as well, filling out their rotation. And they have a really good young bench that is solid, you know, with uh, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, and Isaiah Harnstein. You know, this guy, you know, Isaiah Harnstein is probably going to be one of those guys uh, down in his career that is going to be such a perennial good big. Like, eventually, he's going to find himself in the starting role for some team that's fighting to be in the play-in. Yeah. <laughs> because he's that solid. And, you know, and the and Tyron Lue, man, like – He's a good coach,
0: yeah. He just he is, is
1: plain and simple. Yes, like so you know. So the Clippers are going to be fine. Um, you know the Kings and the Wolves, right now, just right now, they're competing. They're looking good. Yeah, you know, they they, they they're, they're they're trying to win games, which is good, and they have players that can help them win games, which is good. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Davion Mitchell. I I haven't watched too much the Sacramento, but. All I'm hearing is like Davy Mitchell being just just an excellent defender for a rookie, and you know I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. Uh, you know when when there are more games like down the stretch of the season, yeah, uh, because he's been proving his worth. Man, he's been he's already defended the likes of Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Steph Curry. You know, so I, I wonder, you know, when it's time, you know, when you know we face the Lakers, or you know, he got to guard LeBron. You know, or you know, or Brooklyn, you know, have to fade guard maybe James Harden and Yeah at times Kevin Durant because he's far and away their best defender I that agree. the team has as a rookie. Which is insane to say because, because he's probably a big reason why they're winning games. Already. He's a difference maker immediately. You know, that's that's crazy. Speak it, it speaking up, you know, not not to just we've got to go back to the Easter Conference. Uh-huh. Uh we did talk about Charlotte.
0: No, you're right. My friend, awesome. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte is Charlotte is looking really good, um, man. Some about some about the ball. The ball brothers, bro. They, yeah, they, for real, man. They showing I
1: mean, out. That's right, man. He, they they are for, for real. And even we, we gotta give the Angel props, even though yes. he's not like on a you know in a major role or any of the the top teams. Yep, he can play too. Yeah, play too. I really would like to see him cook up in the G League. You know, I, with I like that. back up because I feel like he's going to do some damage here.
0: Yeah, yeah, somewhere, somewhere out there. And I saw him. He showed up at a Bulls game the other night. Somewhere out there, LeVar Ball is like, I told you, motherfuckers. I told you about my <laughs> boys. I told y'all you, all motherfuckers about lying, my man. boys.
1: He was not lying.
0: Like I told y'all. It may not happen the exact way that he talked about you know when they first got into league, but or when they first you know everybody knew about the balls uh pause uh, about it. <laughs> yeah i I had to throw that out there just 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 to make sure um but you know uh you know the fact that he. He was a prophet. He he said, "Listen, my my boys. Like I know my boys. They are gonna do great. Watch y'all gonna be talking about them. And hey, man, like I I can't. Who who's gonna who gonna tell him no? Who's gonna tell me wrong? <laughs> he turned out to be right in the end. You know, like it's uh <laughs> it, it's 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 amazing how it turns out to be that way. But um, uh, but yes, Charlotte, man, Charlotte is." Charlotte is doing their thing, man. Like they they they've been pretty good. Like they're exciting to watch. Like, and that's the thing I like about it, man. Like, I I, I want like I like exciting teams. I like to watch they they and but they've been exciting, you know, for the past, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, for like the past couple of seasons, too. You know, um, uh, they they've been pretty, you know, must, sleep, must see, you know, games. Uh you know, especially, you know, everybody watching Miles Bridges like dunk on everybody. You know. <laughs> you know, they 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 make they make some good highlight plays, but it's just um there was this play speaking of Charlotte, and I had saw a clip of it today, man. And I think maybe it was their last maybe it was their game from last night. I think they faced Boston last night. And uh mm-hmm. <laughs> mellow Ball, bro. Like the way like he had did this pass, right? And it was so nonchalant. And it was like from other on the other end of the court. It literally was. Almost, it was like a full court pass, man. And he just and it was just right on the spot. I forgot who made the basket in the end. Who who caught the ball? But man, like he just literally just flat footed just heaved the ball down the court. <laughs> dude caught it, easy layup. Like it was like what the fuck? <laughs> it's like what? Man,
1: he does that. He like that dude is a wizard of a playmaker, uh, no pun intended. Uh, but he's just, just, that's just the stuff that he does. Like he just has such a natural feel for the game. Right. You know,
0: right.
1: like just two years in, he is a real, real natural. Like this feel like this is, this is, this is them. Like for the, for Lonzo and Lamelo, like this is their life. And and for, for Melo, like I believe everyone knew that he was probably going to be the star of the brothers. Yeah, the guy because he has all the talent in the world, and he's putting it on display here in Charlotte. He has elevated this team, you know, beyond you know just certain like little competitive minnows to a team that's probably going to be a true threat come playoff time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Miles Bridges, the leap that he's taken from a six man contender to now like a perennial starter who's been just putting up numbers. Insane numbers. He's scoring in all ways, other than just Duncan. Man, he is yeah. shooting from deep. He is taking it to the lane. He got a nice jumper. He he is becoming a complete package. And, and, and you know, and they've turned their roster around a lot to really become competitive going into this season. Uh I really hope though that PJ Washington finds a way to uh really get himself under together and really comes to form and become the type of player that I hope he can be not mm. just for you know the team's sake, but his own personal sake as well. If you get what I mean, yeah. And, and they, uh, and you know, and he, you know, Charlotte can you know just take it to another level because right now, with alongside with Atlanta and Miami, and, and hopefully Washington, they are changing the South East division into a conference that should be respected. I'm not the conference, but division It uh-huh. should be respected. The Eastern Conference. You know, with the Southeast Division, so I'm all looking forward to it. It's just really good, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, NBA, man. Like, if they're like you said, the East. The East seems to be more intriguing now. Like, like I said, compared to the West. But I mean, that could all that that's going to change eventually. Like, obviously, as the season goes on, you know, we really won't we really won't have a better idea where. A lot of these teams stand, you know, until like around Christmas time, you know, anyway. So, you know, it's still a good, a good, uh, good ways, um, uh, to that point of the season. But I'm excited for it. I'm happy about it, man. I, I, I love the fact that the game is back and that, you know, these, these guys, they, they, they're competitive, man. They, these games are very competitive, high scoring, but, you know, um, but it's just a good. It's just a good look, and it's nice to see a lot of these young dudes, man. Like, you know, I, I can never stop being amazed at, at you know, at, like Anthony Edwards, right, and, and, and Ja Morant. Like those dudes, man. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, it, it's twos. It, ja, so, like Ja has been showing ja out, man. man. Like
1: what he did to the Lakers. Um, yeah, they they they, they 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 um lost that game. It was just it was just uh, something special. Like oh. they couldn't, they couldn't defend him. They couldn't stop him. No, <laughs> it, was, it was incredible witnessing that. Now during that game, man, he's just only getting better.
0: That's the scary part, man. That's the scary part, man. Is that the dude is he hasn't even reached his full potential yet, and man, it's like I, I, I want to see him at. I want to see at his apex, like at his actual prime. Like that's that's a scary thought. <laughs> It's a very scary thought. Like, we see what he's doing so far. And we're like, God, dang. <laughs> like, like, dude, like, you balling like crazy now. You know, but who? he's still, you know, he's probably still a couple of ways from, a couple of years away from really reaching that prime prime. Uh, but but actually, he's still young. He's still very young, man. It's like, oh, uh, the NBA's in good hands. The NBA is in good hands. Once the it
1: definitely is once, man. Once the
0: old guards, you know those guys, you know they and they out the NBA. They're in good hands, man. Like I, I have no, I have no doubt that, that it, everything is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine in the future, man. But um, mm-hmm. but but the the, the the kind of uh transition from there. and you Still talk about NBA, but the kind of transition from from this whole you know the current season. Um, what what is your feeling, man? Um. Uh, it's been obviously it's been a lot of controversy a lot of debate and whatever um you know obviously last week uh the the whole seventy fifth anniversary uh team and people selected on it like what what's your what's your feeling towards it man like you feel do you feel anybody that should have been that should have been on there was left off? I feel like I know you do, but i am just 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 people listening man
1: um yeah, uh I mean Dwight being out is uh that was that was interesting. Uh it was really it was an egregious um snub for me. Uh uh Tracy McGrady, you know, probably, but I I'm just like I uh, ask on the fence, but honestly when when this when this thing was announced, I know a part of me felt like that, oh, uh I I guess they're gonna be keeping the top 50 names on there. Yeah. And adding <laughs> a new 25. Yeah. That's why I saw it. It's 26 now, since they actually added uh, 26 players. And, you know, that was the top 26 of the 70, mm. um 76 of the 75th anniversary team. But when I saw this, when I saw this, was our, like after the first day, when they listed the um, team members, and then I saw the amount of players that were, off the top 50 team that we're still in. I was like, oh, I see where this is going to go. <laughs> so and, and folks are already starting to debate by team day two. And I was like, yo, hey, guys, this, it, I, I, it's clear that it's going to be 25 new players coming into this list while yeah. they're keeping the team players from the top 50 list 25 years ago. Like, yeah. it, it, there's no need to try to debate this. Like, it's it's going to be, it's only going to be cost you you're only going to be stressing yourself out even more. Right. That being said, you know, not having Dwight in there, yeah. Putting Damian Lillard and Anthony Davidson ah, uh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I don't know, no, no, no. It's great. Players that they are right now, it uh, their resume still isn't strong enough, in my opinion. To warrant that distinction, even to warrant that, you know, award to be put on that team, especially if it's just going to be 25 new names. Right. Oh, uh, I'm like, you, you you have to put that in for guys that are already, you know, that have etched your name in history more ways than one.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, and, and, and Dwight Howard should be in there. Definitely. Like, Dwight definitely should be on that list. Definitely. Tracy McGrady, probably, yes. Vince Carter, maybe, you know. You know, but I'm like, you know, they had to um put in include like Tommy Wilkins was included into this list and he wasn't in the top 50. Like oh, I knew yeah. that had to be the Grisha snub then at that time, you know, but he's in now, you know, yeah. but they brought in they put in Dennis Rodman too. both of them should have been on the top 50 list back then. If Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal was in, and Shaquille O'Neal was in like four years in the league and he was listed in the top 50. Yeah, and, yeah. And I thought that was crazy then. So you know, it was just uh, See, so it wasn't, it wasn't really stressed over it at all. Um, you know, the names in there, other than those two, were were pretty fine. It was fine, and it, it, you know, you gotta have some of those guys, some of those o- older pillars in there that uh, that you know, that helped define the league and helped define the game of basketball. You know, yeah. Now, now, would I keep them in there? Like a Bill Walton, or you know, no, what? Uh,
0: no, 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 Bill Walton deserves to be taken out.
1: Personally, I wouldn't have them on there. If they were actually going to do a list with 75 of the top players of all time in the NBA, those names would be gone. Those old, some of those older names would be definitely gone, but you would have kept Jerry West, I would have kept you know, Koosie, you know, because those names they are they're popular, they're still huge, they're still important. You know what I mean? I would have kept some of those names in there. Bill Russell too, you know. But a couple of them guys, Dave Bing, you know, you know, guys, folks that you know that were playing in on bumfuck piston teams in the seventies and eight seventies and sixties. Take them guys out. You know what I mean? Like they, they are like you know. You can still tell the history of you know some of these players without having them on that list.
0: Yeah, I've yeah.
1: Players on those franchises now than what they were then.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the, the guys that were in the in the top that was selecting the top fifty twenty-five years ago, um you know, like for me Doc Bernard King's not even on this. I, which is he should have been on the list. Bernard Bernard he King was- should have been on this. Um
1: like like if 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 you had folks uh today rearranging the entire top seventy five it will look completely different as opposed to just keeping those fifty names so they're from twenty five years ago because it's yeah, a lot yeah. of not of heads now that will put someone like a Bernard King on that list
0: but there were but there was a couple of man see and that's the thing like there is what people here here's the thing about that list you know and we all know it's very subjective and stuff um Oh, like I said, you know, you got Bill Walton; he could be taken out. I, I would really have to look at a lot of guys. Like I know there, there's this, a fair percentage of guys that were around in in the fifties and sixties that, uh, you know, they they were. It's like they they're in there, but they're more like foundational members, if if that's the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, you know, like they they that's why they're included in there. You know. It's not so much about, you know, whether your style of play, how it would translate to this era or that era, would would they have done as good or maybe worse, you know, now or previous or the eras after them, you know. But they, you, it, it's the NBA. They want to pay respect to the foundational people that were there when the league first started, and I feel like which, a which lot is definitely of it,
1: fair. Well Which you know, fair. and
0: I feel like that's that was their mindset as to why a lot of those old heads that 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 they they remain still in there um you know you gotta think about also like how at that time period how they those guys are perceived like how they were looked at when I mean, you compare to how the style of the guys you look at these guys now um as you know as the, compared to these players back then, and I know. And it's easy for us to say this, you know, because of our generation, we're younger guys. But I can promise you, if you ask somebody older, like, like our fathers, right, you know, in that age range, they, and they may look at it differently. You know, that's not to say that they, they may not, you know, agree with us on a couple of things. But they may feel a little bit more sentimental, I guess, or, or agree more towards keeping these older guys there. Which I understand, like and, and that's and I guess you know that that's kind of like the beauty of this, these type of things we kind of tested on the last episode with the top five thing, right? you know so it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's always going to a debate, but there's just certain guys that, man, like they deserved some they deserved some recognition, they'd be part of that. you know, like you said, Bernard King, Adrian Dentley, Adrian Dentley is a guy that nobody talks about. And if you look at his statistics, the dude was averaging 30 or about 30 for six, six seasons in a row. But nobody talks about him. Because you know? he talks
1: to players on bad teams, though.
0: But I, I get that. But yeah. we're talking about players. We're not talking about just teams. We're talking about individual players here, right? Uh, Am I wrong? Yeah. Is that's how to proceed with this 75-anniversary team? It's supposed to be a deep the players. Celtics,
1: there's a lot of Celtics players from those of course, 60s and 70s scenes are on of that course. list,
0: right? Right. And I, I, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there there is room, like I said, however you want to, however criteria that you based on, whatever it is. But there's just some guys that just deserve to be on there, like 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 we have touched on, like Dwight Howard, deserved to be on there. Uh, there there is no doubt about that. He deserved to be on. there. Like I, and like I said, Adrian Dentley deserved to be on there, wasn't on there. The guy one guy that wasn't on the 50 list that he's on the list now, Bob McAdoo, I like that he's on there. you know, he deserves to be on there. Um, but there's other guys that played in the '70s that they have every right to be on there too. Bob Lanier has every right to be on there. you know it, 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 and even if as far as guys from the '80s, Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief was a, was a, was a he, also.
1: Um, for the 70s, West sale I would select him as also as a player.
0: Right. I could have been on right. that list. Right. And, and I know one person mentioned, and I can't remember, and I think Dennis Johnson, he wasn't on that list.
1: Yeah. And
0: he should have been, he, I mean, he you can make an argument that he could have been, he should have been on there. So um, uh, but I agree. Dame Lillard and Anthony Davis, I'm not sold on them two. I am not sold on those two. Um and even for a quick and even for a
1: while over those two, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's so heavy, man. It is really wow. It is it, it, it did right. create a real generational gap on the like you know on uh, social media because a lot of younger heads do not like this list because of some of the older names no. on there, you know. Right. And, right. And, and then they question they question the likes of Dennis Rodman being on there, which is wow.
0: It is wild. But I will say, though, if you look at the 25 years ago, when they did this list, there was really only a select handful of guys that was on that 50, top 50 list that was still playing in the league at that time. And you got to think about 1996 with Dennis Rodman, for example, right? 1996. We already know that what he had did with the Pistons and him being, you know, with the rebounds. We all know that. but. You also got to take in consideration, 96, Dennis Rodman still, like, obviously he wound up getting two more rings after that. Actually, three more because this was he done. Was
1: done was the three, minute, four,
0: this was done during All-Star Weekend in 96 that they revealed this top 50 list. And yeah. obviously, the Bulls won a few months later. the championship. So he wound up winning three more championships. Then also, if my memory serves me correct, he also went to the Lakers, right? I think he went to the Lakers after that.
1: Yeah, for like 13 games.
0: Right, but but still, he and I don't know if he made a got a ring from from that season, from being on there just being on for 13 games. I can't remember.
1: But uh, I think he was there. The I want to say he was there the season before. Um, the Lakers won the title.
0: So he was, he was there. In, 90, he was so, there so he there went straight. He year. went straight there in 99. Then.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was okay. there during the lockout year.
0: Okay, 99. He was there, but still. He had the three. He had the extra three rings there, so it's understandable. And then, obviously, while he was with the Bulls, then that's when he became the all-time rebounds leader. So for Dennis Rodman, no, like, yeah, I, you know, it could have been debated at that time in 1996 whether he deserved to be on there, but now, obviously, hell yeah, like that shouldn't even been a debate that Dennis Rodman should be on there. So it's Mm -hmm. it's it's tough man it's tough i mean you could make a case i mean i remember i had presented to a couple of people um you know and i was for for a while on the fence about you know the whole debate do you put mellow on there? do you put reggie miller on there and you know there could even be debate somebody wonder like do you put ray allen on it paul pierce he's another guy i don't think he deserved to be on there paul pierce no i'm sorry uh it's I know you talking about a lot of Celtic players. He's one of those guys that did, I didn't think that he, I don't count him as top seventy-five. Paul Pierce. That's just my personal, which is personal opinion. Yeah, which well, fair. Just, but
1: you know, but at, at the same time, you know, if he he can't be on there, I don't think someone like Tracy McGrady should be on there either. He, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, it's it, guys left off, and, and <laughs> that's
1: they see it right there. You know, it, 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 uh, it, it's guys. It, you know. It, him, him getting that title is obviously a reason why, and Ray Allen too, why yeah. they're on that list. Yeah. And there was there was a huge Celtics favoritism there. So yeah, uh, you know, you know, if you win a title there, um, shit, like I don't see Paul Casal on here. So that's yeah. it. And, You know that that's it. It, it does cause for a lot of debate. <laughs> like Paul Casal, Paul and Mark, both of them could have been on this list.
0: Ah yeah. I I Which is, case, it's I, think crazy, case man. I think Paul would ha- have a better case than Marcus all. Um but it's it's very interesting. It's it's very interesting and you know like I said there was and obviously you know and, and everybody knows whole, Clay Thompson feeling a certain way about it and I uh, I don't know. Clay I I don't know, man. I don't know Clay. <laughs>
1: I I I I I feel his sentiments, so you know, and I'm glad that he's actually getting a kick out of it though, having yeah. fun with it, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> uh, having fun with it, um, just you know with his some um, teammates so uh, giving him um, what's it number seventy seven jerseys, right, right, seventy six people on the list, uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 crazy, it's fun, um, I enjoy it so much, uh, uh, and but hey, he's gonna be all right, he's gonna be on the, the the century list for sure, like in the next twenty five years. Oh, god yeah. willing we're all still around by twenty forty six. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll be around. Uh, we'll and, be around, man. Uh, and, we'll um, be around. And, um,
1: and you know, he makes a you know he makes the list um alongside, you know, Draymond Green as well. Uh hopefully. I mean 25 years is a long time, in the NBA tournament. It is
0: a very man, long man. time, but do, I don't yeah. know. There,
1: there might be players that we haven't seen yet that could make that list.
0: <laughs> very. And you, um, you're right. But you mentioned Draymond. Do you really think that the trajectory that he has been on, you think he eventually is gonna wind up being an all century team? 20, you got like you said, 25 years from now, so you gotta mm-hmm. take that in consideration. We don't know yeah. what's gonna happen within this next 25 years.
1: Yeah, but, uh, it, it, uh,
0: but Draymond.
1: Uh, no. yeah, yeah. But Clay, though Clay, for sure. Like he's one of the best shooters in the world.
0: There's still a yeah. lot. Yeah, there's there's still a lot to be, you know, lot lot to be written with with, with Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's gonna be tough. I don't know. Next twenty five years, who knows? Who knows when be on there, man? Like
1: who knows, man?
0: You know, Dane Lillard better not be on there anymore. I will say that. Now, uh, you know what? Let me not say that. Dan Lillard, could,
1: could. Dame, he was going to be. He should have been on the century list. I don't know if he could have been on this list.
0: Well, we, there's still a, there's still a lot to be said about Dane, Also, you know, yeah, it, it, we don't know what's Dame Little. We don't know what's even going to happen to him by the end of the season. We don't even know he's still yeah. going to be on Portland by end of the season. For all I, for all we know, I don't know. Uh, that's who who knows where that's going to be. But I'll, I know who is not going to be on that list. I know Ben Simmons ain't going to be on that list. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man.
1: Like, they, they, they need to figure something out real soon. Because this, this situation is so tiring. Uh, and Ben Simmons, man, like, uh, for him to really try to sneak out of his way of not only facing um, accountability, uh, but uh you know, try to keep his money in the process as well. Citing, you know, he's it's not even mental health issues. He said he's not mentally ready. He doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to face the music that he failed. He's fragile. That he's a coward. He's fragile. It's, 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 yeah, he's fragile, man. Like, for his whole career uh, up to this point, he never, like, he never I don't think anyone has to tell him no. You know, he's always been coddled. Uh, and, you know, for him, and, you know, I've heard, like, you know, he he went to LSU and instead of going to a Blue bud because it was easier there. And the fact that he didn't even make the tournament and he went to NIT, he didn't even play that. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, he he's a, he's, he, I'm such a, he's a coward. Like, I, he's straight up a coward, bro. And, you know, he's trying to figure out all these ways to try to get off the team. When, you know, Daryl Morey's not making it easy for him. And and for him to, like, not to try to show up, get treatment, but not train or practice with the team or even talk with his teammates, you know, for real. Or have an actual conversation and just try to iron things out, even not even try to squash anything. He can still want to leave Philly, but he can try to at least squash whatever, you know, beef or recipient that his teammates have with him. And it just try to move on, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to move on the right way, and no. it's just making this entire situation with all the parties involved worse.
0: Very, very, and it's just they—they're going to figure out something one way or another. They—they're going to figure out something. I think he's eventually going to wind up coming back and playing some point during the season. He's going to rejoin the team, um, but it's just. It's just a lot of unnecessary mess. Like it's if you, like you said, man. He doesn't want to put in the work. I mean, what the like, what the fuck, man? Like this is the NBA. Like you got to put in the work. You got to improve. You got to adapt. Like it's. I know. Like I'm pretty sure it's frustrating and annoying. Like you know, oh my gosh, the fans. They everybody's talking to all this shit. But it's like a lot of it, dude. Like you brought it upon yourself. Like a lot of this, you brought it upon yourself, and. You got to face the music. You can't run from it. And, you know, it, it, I don't know. I guess you somehow if I'm, if I'm him, you use a lot of this shit as a motivating factor to just get your ass back on the court. Make the necessary improvements that you need to make in your game, man. And just just do all the fucking let, – let what you do on the court do the talking. But you can't give the performance that he gave in the playoffs last year. And being very so nonchalant with the shit like – like, I can tell, like, there's, like, even Embiid, like, I know Embiid is <laughs> over this shit. He's yeah, over this man, shit. He is. And
1: he did We even want to put blame on himself for his performance uh, during that uh, series against the Hawks. Like, he did not want to blame himself whatsoever, or even try to make an effort to improve himself. Like, it, which he has to. Like, you know, and I really hope that whatever scenario does happen, if he does end up getting moved to another team, or you know, he returns to Philly, like, they hold him accountable, that he has to grow as a player. He has to take a good look in the mirror. Yeah. Know that he needs to be better than what he is right now. And he has to get out of his comfort zone, and which he does not like to do, obviously. No. You know, and it, it, it's really a shame. It's really a waste of talent, bro. It is. Uh, I. That's what makes it so frustrating, because I want to see this dude succeed. I want to see him grow. I want to see him become one of the best players in the league. But if he's not doing that, if he doesn't want to take the effort to do that, it, it he has no business being in the league.
0: No. Period. Which brings in, you know what, an interesting thought that came to my mind, and it's a question that I want to ask you, man. What, who returns to the court first? Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving?
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I would say Kyrie. I, really
0: I would say Kyrie too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I believe Kyrie will be, be on the court before Ben Simmons will. You
1: know. Yeah, uh, you know, I just, I just don't believe that Ben is strong enough to come back to Philly. And you know, it faced the jeers of that the fan base at Wells Fargo Arena. And and he won't be strong enough to try to prove them wrong, right? That's what he has to do just prove them wrong and and work to gain their trust back. And he doesn't want to do that, no, you know, and, and it's really a shame, man. It is, you know. I mean, like, yeah, yes. There's a lot of folks that are at fault with it. Yes, yes, yes. The, the teammate, his teammates, specifically um, Joel and Bead and Doc Rivers. They, yeah, they threw him under the bus. Yeah, they, 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 turn. You know, they, they kind of, they don't trust in him anymore. They don't believe in him anymore. They don't have his back. They really don't. Even though Joel B says that, you know, with his with the fans say that they should support him because you know he's still their brother or whatnot. He. Is tired of his bullshit, right? So you know, yes. So yeah, their fault. Yes, Daryl at fault because he will not trade him off because he keeps trying to up his asking price for him. And yes, he is a top flight player, but you're not going to get top flight talent at this rate. You lost all his leverage, you know. Yeah. And and Ben, you know, he's taking trying to take his value to get sent off. He is actively trying to. Not be valuable enough to get like a, a top player or multiple first round draft picks just so he can leave. But Daryl Morey doesn't want that. But Morey's going to have to bite the bullet, man. Because at this moment, the Sixers are going to look like trash.
0: Yeah, you know? it, yeah, yeah. It it feels to me, and I, I I didn't mean to interrupt you there, and um, but it just feels to me that. It's almost like Ben Simmons is trying to use the same playbook that James Harden used in, in Houston. But the, difference yeah, is, hard, but the difference is that he is not James Harden. <laughs> he's not James Harden. Uh, he's I, I mean, he yeah.
1: holds himself accountable even when he goes through so much bullshit.
0: Right. But I don't know. And I could be totally wrong. But it's just the vibes that I'm getting from this. It just eerily really reminds me of that, the Harden situation in, in Houston. Granted, different, total different scenarios, you know, but it's just the, it's just the way that the events have played out and just the, the mannerisms of not wanting to play, whatever, or, or just deliberately just doing shit on purpose so that it is almost like it'd be granted an excuse not to play. And obviously, it worked for Harden. And, you know, we all know we've seen like ever since he got to the Nets, Harden has been fine. Like, he's been hard as James Harden, you know. But, and we won't, we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons if he's, you know, if they actually are going to trade him. I don't think they're going to trade Philadelphia's not going to trade him. At, at least I don't feel, at least with the this season. But, nah. uh, and there's a lot to remain to be seen, but he's just not that type of player. And, and I don't know. It's just I, I just don't know what other team is going to want to tack on, want to want to bring that onto their on, their, on into their team, into into their bench, you know, like it, it just the chemistry and like I I just it's not a good it's not a it's not good energy that he carries with him, and if you're fragile, mm-hmm. if you're being this fragile, you know, over here, like, like I don't know from other teams, other GMs, owners, whatever, like no, I don't want that shit, I don't want to deal with that mess. So yeah, like I guess maybe Daryl Morey, in a sense, he's like, yeah, all right, you know, I'm not going to trade a dude because he knows damn well nobody wants to deal with that shit. Yeah, and and, well, I know that yeah. could be the nice. case, but we won't. We just going to have to wait and see, man. We're just going to have to wait and see how this turns out. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, there, there's there the Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia is going to be there. They're going to be. In, it's not like they're going to just drop out of just playoff you know, a playoff spot because of ben, ben Simmons. No, that's not going to be the case. But Ben is eventually going to return. But like I said, the original – my my answer to the question is, you know, like you said, like Kyrie is going to wind up returning to the Nets before Ben Simmons returns to Philadelphia, I believe. Uh, yeah. It's just – I don't know when. I don't know when Kyrie is going to return. I, I don't know. Uh, but I just have a gut feeling that's going to be – he's going to wind up doing it sooner or later, returning back. Um uh, you know, I haven't we haven't heard anything else from him recently. Or and when I mean recently, I mean the past couple of days because it seems like almost at one point every single day was something new coming out from him. Um but uh but I will say this before we before we get off of this topic. Um uh, that that bullshit commotion that happened outside of Barclays, um, I think yesterday, or it was it Sunday? Um was, was, uh, it
1: was Sunday. It was, was Sunday. Hornets game. Yeah, yeah
0: it, it, ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, yeah, it, you know, a lot of times I don't, I don't like to say this to people because I know you know the way how everything is. But fuck it, those people are idiots. Those people protesting mm-hmm. outside are idiots. They don't know what the fuck they're protesting about because if you had any right mind, if you had any right common sense in your mind, go to fucking city hall for that shit. You, if you want, like it's a city mandate. It's not a Brooklyn Nets mandate. It's a city mandate yeah, that the Brooklyn Nets mandate. have to follow. Right. It yeah. has nothing to do with the league. That has everything to do with the city. Marching in front of Barclays Center, knocking down barricades, causing all this commotion ain't going to change shit. And the majority of the people that and the people that were out there, they were out there cuz they just want to fucking be seen. They just want they, they they just want to be there just to be there. They ain't had not one fucking iota, and I'm sorry, but they got not one iota of what the hell they're fucking protesting out there because that is not something that the Nets can change. It is out of their hands. It's out of their hands. It's out of Lee's hands. That is, the, that is all in the control of the city, New York City. Go to fucking City Hall for that shit. Protest over there. That's where you need to go if you want to protest that stuff. Not in front of Barclays Center and causing all this commotion. And I know there were people that were pissed because they got into the arena late because of all the people. Like, come on, man. I'm not trying to sound Sage steelish around here because I remember that shit that she pulled years ago when she was trying to fly. She got late to her her plane because everybody was protesting. I think this was around the Michael Brown stuff, you know, police, police brutality. And I don't want to touch about Sage Steel. But <laughs> yeah. that's a total, that's a total different thing. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's just idiotic. And these people, like, Mark, take that shit to somewhere? Take that shit to the people that you need to take that shit to. Don't stop. Don't bring that shit into the damn fucking outside of Barclays, Barclays Center. But that's just me. That's my little rant that I want to get out there. Like that just annoyed the, the, the ever living hell out of me uh, uh, about that little stunt that they pulled on Sunday. But, but yeah. I just want to get that out the way, but uh, but yeah, but with that being said, uh, kind of want to um uh, touch on uh, a lot of stuff that's been happening on uh, the wrestling side and stuff. Um, admittingly, I haven't watched a lot of AEW recently. Um, I I kind of haven't really been watching a lot of programming, wrestling programming, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently it's just I just been busy, a lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, but I did catch crown jewel. I did eventually, I watched all of it. Eventually I didn't watch all of it in the beginning. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I, and I know, and I know you, I, I remember what you told me on Twitter, bro. I know what you told me on Twitter, my whole criticism of, 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 of crown jewel, uh, you know, watching it and, and being invested into certain matches. um, uh, I I watched the whole thing and no, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. The outcomes of certain matches, I knew what the outcome was going to be. Um, And I guess for me personally, that took the suspense and my own personal investment into the match out of it, you know, as much as, as much as I I would have liked to. Um, But that didn't make the matches bad, Um, you know, by any means. um, I actually, I guess Goldberg and Lashley match. I was like, whatever, you know. Um, but uh, I think it was a great idea that they started off the event with the Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins. Uh, that was that was a perfect choice. And the match was very enjoyable. And I I, mean, I kind of forgot about that match happening um, on there. And yes, they are both going to Raw. And I know normally with Hell in the Cell matches, it's kinda like the blow-off match uh, to any rivalry. And and I can see and based off the events of what's happened afterwards, and yeah, I think that's what's gonna wind up staying that way. Um, just that they're not they're not gonna be doing any more matches, you know. You may get one little, you know, stare off at like the Royal Rumble, like the inevitable stare off that they may have, you know, um during that during that match. Um, but other than that, I think they're kind of done with each other, which, you know, they and I thought that that their their matches have been stellar. You know, all of them, they've been great. That whole rivalry that's been going on. Um, I, I'm very happy with Queen Selena. Uh, I'm happy with her winning that match uh, against Doudrop. Uh, uh, I'm also I'm so ecstatic about Xavier Woods being the new king of the ring. Um that was a decent match too with him and Finn Balor. Um but the outcome I am very pleased with that um the uh, RK Bro match, you know, against uh AJ and um what's what's my man's name, man? I <laughs> uh almost yeah, uh, that was an entertaining match. I like they have good chemistry. For of those those two teams pretty good chemistry. Uh I I enjoyed that match. Um, the the Lesnar, uh, Reigns match. I liked it. The ending, I liked the little intrigue towards the ending, but I don't know, man. It's like ah, you know, I knew the outcome of that. I wasn't. I knew that Reigns was gonna wind up winning, but I don't know, man. I really feel like they could have done a little bit more. I feel like this is the second time, Chris, that they they could have really milked this whole. You know, with Paul Heyman, like, what, what, like, is Brock Lesnar really telling the truth, or if he's just bullshitting just to get in, in, in Roman's head? You know, I really feel like there was another opportunity they kind of could have milked a little bit more during this match, as compared, I remember during the whole draft where they could have milked a little bit of suspense of where the Usos was going to be drafted if they were going to stay on SmackDown or if they were going to go Raw and how Paul Heyman could have been involved, and they, they could have saved that to, like, the last segment. But I digress, you know, but, uh, I thought that match was, you know, it, it did its purpose. It was a good match. Um, it wasn't bad. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, uh, the other match. Uh, Mustafa Ali and, and, and um, I forgot the I can't print the guy. Monsor. Monsor. Here we go. You know what? You know what's funny? I think of Monsor and I think of that that cartoonish character during the early night, the mid '90s of WWF. What was it? Monitor. But the guy came in with had like that fake whatever. Bulls head shit on him it, yeah it was a terrible idea, um, uh, but that's what a lot of times I hear Mansoor and I think of that, and I'm like, and I always get this shit mixed up um you know that was <laughs> that was an okay match, you know i it, it was I know that match was more for the saudi crowd and you know uh, and, and yeah, it was okay i I had no problem with that, um, but overall, you know the event wasn't bad i mean it was it was pretty good. You know, it's just you know, like I said, uh, you know, and obviously Biggie, Biggie retaining the title. You know, I knew that was going to happen, um, and like I said, that was just me. You know, just my personal feeling about you know certain matches, but overall, you know, it did its job. And oh, and I, I forgot that the, the women's uh, triple threat match. Uh, that was a great match. That That's was a really great, great. That was a great match. Um, and right, right person. Uh, one.
1: Other than Hell Other a Cell. That was my um, That was my second favorite match of the show. It Not was. Uh, I, I, I overall this is like one of the best WWE pay per views of the year. Uh, one of the best pay per views in general. Um, because it was just a lot of really good matches. Uh, a lot of great matches. Um, like I said, like really the results weren't too surprising. No. Um, you know, and, and, and back with um with Brock and and, and um Brock and Roman. You know, they did milk a little bit with the Heyman situation. Uh he tossed the belt in the ring. Yeah. Uh and, but he did not toss it to Roman nor Brocky. He was just gonna yeah. let them over it. Yeah. Which, which uh, you know, Roman did break up um the very next night on SmackDown. So uh, yeah, so there's still there's still something there. There's still something there. I think they're probably gonna hold that off until maybe the rumble or so.
0: Yeah, it's like the inevitable breakup. I it, I feel like it's gonna happen, and even for a quick second. For a quick second, I really thought that I had, like, I, I had a, a vision in my mind. I'm like, man, are they going to go the Survivor Series two thousand and two route, like with Paul Heyman? Like, just do, like, are they going to pull it off? You know, this whole switcheroo thing. Because I don't know if you remember from that event, you know, the whole. Well, that's when uh, Lesnar was facing Big Show, and that's when Paul Heyman. Yeah, decided, that's when Paul turned on. Right, yeah. right, right. So it was like, man. It's like, are they going to do that again? Like, I don't know. But like you said, he put the belt in the middle, you know. And I guess you know what the part is. And it's just me. And it's just me being nitpicky. I guess I don't mind. I didn't mind that spot at all. But it's just the Usos, man. Like, I get it. I know it's the bloodline. But I don't know, man. It's like, I could have did without the Usos being involved. But I understand why they were involved. Like I'm not mad at it. I understand, but it's like I, I just feel like did they really have to be part of the finish? I don't know. That's just that's just my feeling on it. Like so I said, yeah. it's
1: yeah, it's it's weird. You're I, I know, yeah. Like the USO part of um the Roman matches, like yeah, that does uh does be frustrating, but it, you know it, it is part of like the booking of um the Roman right. matches now, right? Um, and, and It. It does it just adds heat to his character. You know, adds heat yeah. to his persona, you know, and him to keep his reign, to have them with him at all times. Yeah. And, you know, it is but you know, it's good because, you know, when he finally does get his come up um and um and the Usos do get dealt with, you know, it, it it will pay off highly. You know, it's just gonna be an interesting time knowing when that will happen because now right. with this new roster and so uh, I could see Roman keeping his title even longer. Like, oh, up yeah. To WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, definitely. They are
1: definitely, they are definitely like bigging up his title reign because he's been well over 421 days as champion now. And as of this recording, and you know, it, I think they're going to make mention of it going forward, you know, if him continuing his title reign going closer to 600 days.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, they, they're, they're go. I feel like the end game is to at least make his title ring longer than Brock's. Like, I really feel like yeah. that's, like that's going to yeah. be their main end game here. You know, that's – I forgot what it was. It was like – what was Brock's number? It was like 504 or something like that. Uh, and it could have been longer. I know it was in the 500 range. It wasn't like in the high – it was like in the low 500 range. So, but like you said, if he makes it a mania – well, it was five hundred four? Okay, cool. So, yeah, easily, he could he could easily eclipse that. Uh, will he eclipse that by the Rumble? That's the question. Probably just barely.
1: Barely, maybe. You know, it, it, uh, it's all a matter of uh, how long they're going to keep um, Drew McIntyre away from him, because at this moment, that's his biggest challenger going forward. Right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's going to be. But do they make that match? I guess that's an inevitable match, but do they make that match? Do they wait for the Rumble for that, or do they do that? I don't think they're going to go to Survivor Series. I still feel like they're somehow going to wind up making it Reigns against Big E 101. I I, I just have that feeling. I don't know, and I could be wrong, but I just feel like they're still going to go that route because they love – they. They love a champion versus champion match for Survivor Series. Yeah, it's still Series.
1: gonna be it's still gonna be the champion versus champion yeah, or the Survivor Series. So,
0: yeah, so you know, but whatever is the next pay per view after Survivor Series, I don't know what their December pay per view events anymore is. I, I, I lose. Uh, they, it's,
1: it's, they will have a December event. It's going to be um, day one in um in Atlanta for New so, Year's Day.
0: Ah, so do you think mm-hmm. they may do the day one event? W- with that day one event would um make that a title match. Between Reigns and, and McIntyre, or do you think it's, very it's possible?
1: Cool? It's possible, man, because you know I'm pretty sure they're going to try to make that event as special as it can be because it's uh, New Year's Day. You know, it is the first pay per view of the year officially, right? So They're going to go to go probably pull out all the stops for that one, um, heading into the, the Royal Rumble afterwards. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because there's just a lot of question marks going into um, the rest of um Reigns Reign. Yeah. And uh, what I'm just looking at the folks that could challenge for him on that side, and yeah, he feels like he's going to keep it for a long time.
0: Yeah. Now, I, now I wonder, what do you think, man? What do you where is? What do you think they go with Lashley now? Like um, I, I don't know, man.
1: Probably with Bearcat Lee. You Ooh. know that, that might be the direction at this time because he's going to be away from the title pitcher for the Storm um, for a good minute. Hmm. You know, and that would be like a big program um, for, for Keith Lee to uh, just get something done, you know, because he's been stopped and started, you know, for um a lot of stuff beyond his control and the company's control. Right. And now this is like their one big shot of uh, trying to get something going for him, get some momentum rolling and him having a, a, a strong push, you know, heading it out to 2022. So I could see, uh, you know, um, Bobby Lashley and Keith Lee being a program down the road uh but he's definitely going to be uh, in the survivor series team for Raw. So that yeah. that's, that's going to be the start.
0: I don't I would love that uh, 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 Lee versus Lashley robbery. I I would I I could fuck with it. I I could I could deal with that. I would love to see that. I I think that's and I think that's a good that's also a great opponent for Lashley because Especially if you still want to build him up as this as this monster of a fucking beast, uh, what 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 better person than a person that's like you know you know that could easily be perceived as twice as strong as him and obviously size bigger than him, you know? I, I do can you envision Bobby Lashley trying to pick up Keith Lee? <laughs> it's you know like I don't know <laughs> or us uh, go. Gonna be interesting with that one. I, I I kinda I like that idea. I like that idea. And I wondered, like, so and they and I and maybe I missed it, but did they ever explain that as, you know, Xavier Woods being King of the Ring and Selena being the Queen's crown, I guess winner, does that make them just still only brand exclusive? Or do they does that kind of allow them a loophole to be on different show on both
1: shows? Now they're brand, brand exclusive, you know. It didn't matter who will win from a tournament, depending on the brand, they were going to be on, you know, either Raw or you know or SmackDown. There's just going to be their gimmick for that brand.
0: But you can't you know, be the so. king of the ring just for one brand. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, it, it's I don't know. For me, I just, I just would find, I would find it interesting as like a possible, like kind of like a, a, a loophole. That they can use, like, well, king of the ring, like, you're king of all both rings, but I guess you would, but I guess in a certain extent, you would have to apply to the NXT. But NXT is, don't know, not, that's told they treat that as a different entity, but uh, but I it's just me, just my brain, just just is going along, just trying to figure out you know, possible stuff that could be done, but excited for that. But um, but yeah, now yeah, the uh, it's like I said, now that everything is smoke has been cleared. Um, you know, with the you know, with the brands and, and the draft and stuff like that. Um, you know, we we I guess we could say that we are really on the road to WrestleMania now. Since I feel like every they always trying to push it before, person earlier and earlier, because you know I remember when it was used to be just to be the rumble, but now Survivor series, a lot of times they try to push that as the as really the kind of the start of the build-up to to that. Um so and be intrigued to see what, what happens with that um uh, but but off of the e for a quick second um you know, what what's the latest has happened to AEW man cuz like I said like I I admit I I've I've kind of been missing out in the past week or or so what's the latest going on in there what's 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 happening with them man huh what about them I don't know is anything new happening with AEW <laughs> The, any anything exciting? <laughs> I don't. I don't want for anybody that's listening that the AEW fans. I, I don't. I'm not trying to be funny. I, I'm just. I'm, I'm really. I'm just asking.
1: I mean, they they signed Tony nice I mean, that's new.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, uh, but other than that, um, <laughs> they got full gear coming up. You know, in November. Uh, okay. A couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Kitty Omega, Kingman Page. Is that supposed to be the main event for? Um, okay the AEW world title there's also uh a AEW world title um eliminator tournament you know it's just a tournament it's like a number one contenders tournament that they have and all signs are pointing to Brian Danielson and John Moxley being the final they're still in their first round Uh. uh, but you know Danielson is going to be facing Eddie Kingston in the semi uh I think John Moxley is going to be um Facing Orge Cassidy after he wins his match against uh a Dark Order Jobber, um, and yeah, so um, you know, it's that's, that's 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 the plan. I think um, John Moxley he might turn heel. Hopefully, I mean, really? there's no room for him on the face There's no room for him at all. As a face at this moment, and you know, it's better for him to just turn heel and um, try to get something going there, uh, and hopefully he um, you know challenge um, hey man uh in case you know you know he wins it well he should win the title um mm-hmm. in full gear and he could be like that heel challenger going forward outside of the elite because goddamn God like they really need some top heels like, <laughs> that actually matter and yeah. you know mossy could be one of those guys
0: that would be great that'd be a nice little turn of events there that that could definitely work out I, i'm i i am all about it i would love to see it I'd
1: love to see it. Um, I mean, now if you're asking you about oh,
0: the yeah. ring,
1: you know, it's not much, but yeah. outside of it, it's a whole lot going on because, um, uh, you know, t- t- Tony Khan just can't help himself; and he can't stop himself. Oh
0: yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah! That whole Twitter spat thing that him with the damn fans, man. And then mm-hmm. listen, man, we kind of we touched on we I know we touched on it before. Um, before we started recording, but man, Tony Khan, listen, man. Sometimes you just gotta shut the fuck up and let the product let let the product speak for itself, bro. Like you you kind of you kinda, you you're almost becoming like Tony Khan is almost becoming like he's he's a mark. He is a mark
1: now. He's he he a, is a mark, bro. He is Not a mark. he he is a mark that's he's a money mark. That started his promotion so he could fantasy book, you know, all the shit that he wants in his head.
0: But it's like at after a certain time, man, it's like just like WWE is not thinking about you, man. <laughs> They're not thinking about you. You know, maybe the story, the narrative would change a couple of years from now. A couple of years from now, we may be talking about something totally different. But as of right now, in 2021, October 2021. Nobody is think. WWE is not even thinking about AEW. They're not, and nor should they, because they just,
1: they just got a big bag from Saudi Arabia, dog. Right? You know, they don't really care, dog.
0: No, at all. Not at all. Not at all. And him thinking like, oh, well, they pushed their thing over thirty minutes because we got out there. Like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop worrying about what WWE does and do. Worry about your own product, and worry about just riding this momentum that you've been riding. You know, especially with everything that's just happened in the past couple of months, with all these new additions of these new wrestlers and stuff. Like, just continue. Just worry about your own shit. Get make just make the product better. Just keep on improving it, and, and just just put the blinders on and just worry about your shit. Stop worrying about what the fans are talking about. Don't let the fans get into your mind and have you and, and build and, and feed into your ego and thinking that oh my gosh, like we're the guess we're the new kids on the block and a lot of people are watching us. And yeah, you're, yeah, there are people that are tired of watching WWE. Of course, has it's been it's, that's been the mo for forever. It's always this leaves the fans is tired of watching the WWE. That's never going to change, honestly. You know, yeah, they
1: they have they have their hardcore fan base, right? right. there that is, that is who it is. Those same right. one point three million people right. that watch.
0: Exactly. So stop worrying about this one point three million, just continue building up your own shit. You know, and, and like I said, a couple of years from now, reconvene. See where y'all at? More likely y'all probably be at a closer level to that you can start making some actual legit noise here. You know, if you want to Contest against the E, but right now it's no purpose of it. He just needs to just take a seat, just take a chill pill, take a seat back, stop fucking thinking that he's one of these Twitter people, and just just do your job, man. Just do your damn job. Stop worrying about the E. And I want, and, and I only speak this because I truly believe that, like the more I, the more different alternative options, it's the better. Like that, that helps yeah. out the industry yes. as a whole. Like, I want AEW to succeed. I want them to be great. I don't care. I don't, I wouldn't even mind if they even get within reaching distance of the E. I will love it. Personally, I will love it like so much because I just feel like that there just needs to be a variety of options out there. And, you know, I'm all for it, man. And and it's not just AEW, like, I, I, all the other promotions, like, I want them, I want, I want the people involved in those promotions. Promotions to be to succeed and do great shit. You know what? While I'm talking about that, let me give it. I want to give it a, a special congrats to Richmond's own Mickey James becoming new Impact Women's Champion. She had won the title the other night, so congrats yeah. to Mickey mm-hmm. James. You know, doing her shit. And shout out to my man Kay McCoy. I saw he was at that event, that 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 Impact event. I think bound for glory. Bound I saw for glory, you, bro. Yeah, I
1: saw, yeah, was I saw you over there. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So kudos to my man Kane McCoy over there. That
1: Shout out to King, man.
0: For for attending that and looking at it and posting all the, the Instagram videos. But like I said, I, I, I want AEW to do great. I want them to, to do awesome things, man. And I really believe that they can, but they just got to run their own race, focus on their own shit, continue building up a fan base, and, come and try to be as creative and innovative as you possibly can. And just do whatever you can for the, for the love of God. Do whatever you can to disassociate yourself with, that, with the, the reputation that all, a lot of promotions that are defunct or they used to be great and they're, and they're not a, as big as they was anymore. Stop, stop associating yourself or making yourself become a, a running joke that you're taking all the, the, the WWE wrestlers and all you're doing is becoming just an extension of the company just by acquiring all these other guys. You know, I, I believe, they, I believe AEW, they had the right mind. They had the good minds over there to make that happen. But I I just, I want them to be their own entity. I want them to be on their own at the end of the day. But it has to start from the top. And the top being Tony Khan has to shut the fuck up. To shut the fuck up, bro. Uh, that's how I feel about it. But that's it on my end regarding that, Chris. How uh, you Say how you feel about that. <laughs>
1: Man, he uh, I, I'm with you with that, Mo. Um, like for real, this dude, like, he is very, very reactionary. Like, no matter what, um, you know, like, like you said, with uh, with the Super SmackDown, uh, Rampage, uh, scenario, uh, like, WWE always had those extra 30 minutes online, they used to use that for sm- talking smack whenever they got on FS1. And right. you know, but they decided, you know, they just talking smack is no longer a show. You know, they were going to use that as an extension for you know their episode of SmackDown, right? And for 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 Tony Khan to pick up the fact that um, they won in a demo for a single segment or for thirty minutes, yeah. Uh, it doesn't negate the fact that more people watch SmackDown overall. Right. Like, by to, almost 200,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, more people watch SmackDown. And not only that, they got annihilated last week when they had their episode of Dynamite against a rerun of SmackDown. Right. <laughs> on Fox. They got destroyed. And these same folk, these same AEW fans that will uh, cheer and gloat that they have a higher rating in the 18 to 49 demographic over, um, you know, Raw on a different show where Raw is competing against real competition, namely the NFL and Monday Night Football. Um, it, it, it they have their um, demographic on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yet going up against, um, Going up and they turn around, they get land blasted by a not only a show that was on a channel with less viewers, yeah, on Friday for SmackDown. Yeah. The rerun on the main network, they turn around and complain that it's now <laughs> that SmackDown that SmackDown rerun was on Fox. Since so you, you know, it was unfair. Which was again, what do you want? Like they want this the AEW fans want the the um the adulation of being mainstream without being mainstream. And that just does not work.
0: No, man. No, no, not at all. It's it's um it, it's what it it goes back to and I remember reading about it in Khan and, and Eric Bischoff going back and forth, one another, um, debating. And Eric Bischoff, you know, he put it, he simply put, like, listen, man, like. To try to compare yourself... like, and even Tony Khan in a certain way, and maybe certain certain AEW fans, and I don't want to label. I don't want to put all AEW fans in the same box because I know a lot of people that love AEW, and you know, they, and they're not, you know, they don't they don't have the the, the gold and black colored glasses, you know, um, they they don't just go by everything that they say and, and everything TNA does is you know it's the greatest thing ever in the world. Uh, so I don't I don't want to put the you know put everybody in the same box with that but uh you know there apparently Tony Khan and, and and there is a certain part of AEW fans that even trying to compare themselves to WCW and, and and Eric Bischoff told him listen man like like we we had to work hard to build WCW to get to the point where it could even compete against WWF uh and then beat them in the ratings you know, like he's like he, he, verbatim. He's like, we had to literally dig WCW out of the mud. You like, we had to we had to dig it out of the mud because many people may not remember, uh, if and especially if you really don't know, like the whole history of WCW. You know, leading up to even the Attitude Era and Monday Night Raw, should I say? Um, you know, WCW was obviously a Basic, basic, or region, southern, southern regional promotion, and you know, unfortunately, for better or worse, and you know, whether it's fair or not, they had a certain reputation um, as being that, um, uh, and you know, as far as the crowds, the type of crowds that attended events, you know, to kind of try to label them as like rednecks and, and southern, southern pride, and all the other mess, but they wasn't, you know, they they just wasn't seen. Anywhere near the production level that Vince had when after he had taken over the company from his father, um, oh yeah, you know. So Eric Bischoff, yes, he's right. Like he had to transform the 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 reputation and the view that people had at WCW, fresh off of you know becoming really their own entity, um, you know, because they did stuff with with you know, but obviously with TNA and then, and WCCW and you know those. Those organizations and stuff, uh, but you know, and then building it to the point where he was able to get a show like Nitro started and get that on the air, and um, you know, and then having everything gradually build up from there to the point where it got to the point where it could, it was starting kicking WWF's ass as they always like to shove down our throats for eighty, what was it eighty three weeks? so you know but it's about like
1: 82, 83 weeks
0: 82, 83 weeks Uh, so but anyway the point I'm making is that like Eric Bischoff got pissed like listen man he's like I want you guys to do great and I could care less if Tony Khan feels a certain way about him if he wants to continue doing business with me that's great if not that's great by what I'm saying but what I'm saying is that you guys are not there yet you guys are not even us yet so if you're not even us yet why would you think that you are to the point that you feel like you feel inclined to speak about or trying to compare yourself or worry about what d- WWE is doing, you know? But, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how everything turns for the rest of the year. We're going to see how how this next AEW event is going to go with full gear. We're going to see how that turns out. You know, there, there's it's still a lot to be excited about. Um, and we're just gonna have to see how everything turns out, and we're just gonna wish we're gonna hope for the best. We already know what the E is gonna do, but we're gonna like I said, hope for the best to see that you know hopefully everything with AEW, you know, turns out better and gets better as time goes on. And for all we know, you know, I don't know, Chris. I I think we I feel like uh you know given how all the the workings of uh, the former Andrade. On, in WWE um, I don't know I feel like the women's division and AEW may get some some royalty happening in the next few months if everything from what I've seen continues on but uh, they want that so <laughs> uh, I mean they better pray that they don't get that <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you mean you telling me you don't want to no. see a Charlotte Charlotte Flair versus uh, Jade Cargill match you don't want to see that
1: <laughs> no uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, I, I, you know, Jade is probably going to, like, you know, use those hands on her for real. Like, there's no there, – there, you really <laughs> don't want to have someone of the caliber of Charlotte Flair. I mean, from a business and commercial standpoint, yes. But from a locker room standpoint, I don't think that's the right idea. No. Nah. Especially if she's doing the stuff that uh that's been alleged that she's doing now – right on the current roster with women that are actually on her level.
0: Right. It it just, man, it screams. I don't know if it's just entitlement or, or, or it's just, I don't, I I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, I heard rumors what happened and and honestly, we're not going to touch on that now, but it's just a very intriguing and interesting situation, a developing situation that we're going to see how this transpires as the as the year you know continues on you know uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how how that how that turns out but the women's division is in good hands in both brands um tonight as of this recording uh nxt had their halloween havoc event um you know mandy rose had uh had won you know had, had uh beat my my the person i wanted to win uh raquel gonzalez You know, wanted her to win, but uh, you know, I'm fine with that. That was inevitable. Uh, Tommaso, he had uh, retained the title. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. we we thought collectively that he may have, you know, going to change, give Braun the title, but I guess NXT was like, ah, let's let's wait a bit on it. You know, and and they may be in the right. They may be doing the right thing in the end, honestly, because I think they know everybody's like kind of anticipating Braun to win that title. It's just you know. Gotta build it up. You know, it's always the chase, the chase for the title. Everybody likes that. Um, uh, and for bronze character, I'm pretty sure that's gonna do nothing but help him out and build a momentum on top of the momentum that he's already been built. And, you know, we're gonna see how that turns out in the end. I feel like it's gonna it's inevitable. And uh and, and, and yeah, you know, um see how, how how everything shakes with that. But um with all that said, man, um, you know, I, I feel I feel like we had reached a, a, a good a good closing point. I think, you know, with this uh, episode. Uh, but before I go any further, um, I really do want to make a a special shout out to my man Cheats. Um, he had me on uh, his his show, his wrestling show on uh, Facebook last week. Um, his show is called Wrestling Chat with Friends, so WCWF. Um they had me on there while, uh, on there for a while to speak, you know, a lot of wrestling stuff with them. Um yeah, uh, great he has great, you know, good co hosts and uh and uh, and Megan and um and Ty. Um they're very, very knowledgeable people. Um I I've put in the word for them that uh yeah, you need to get on there, you know, eventually at one point. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him like you definitely, you you definitely need to get get you on there, man. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, you know they're on. Uh, like I said, they every every Wednesday I think they're on, um, on on, on uh Facebook, live. What they um uh, you know they do it through Zoom, but uh very very good cheats is like I said cheats is a I, I've known it. I've known him for years. Um, he's. You know, um, and I'm pretty sure you've you've seen them many times at the all, yeah, slapdash yeah. and and you know, yeah. all, all those events. Um, you know, so, um, so definitely I enjoyed speaking to them. Um, definitely be on there again. They, um, you know, but definitely, man, uh, you need to get on there, you know, and chat with them, man. Um, they're very good people, and it's just a very great conversation, man. Um, one of the questions they did ask on there and apologize, and I apologize guys for stealing this but I but I, I was very intrigued about this um or, or at least I'm, I I want to this there's an idea that it came from being on that show and I want to ask you man who which in your in your whole we're talking about just think about all the wrestling that you know in your whole life bro is there a, which heel wrestler that what is the, what is the which heel wrestler that you feel that never won a world title world championship title that should have won a title think about all the in, in your in your whole entire just think about it for a while like all the heels that you've that's ever happened right all, and we're talking about like huge heels in, in companies whether it was wcw whether it's in the e it could be new japan regardless of what it was man that that you felt that they should have won a title even despite being a heel but they never got it they never won the title
1: I mean, Roddy Piper would be like the most obvious choice. Okay. Don't come to mind. Um, yeah. I mean, he, in some ways, he was still a little before my time, but, okay. you know, but just watching, you know, watching all the stuff growing up, uh, he, he definitely was like one of the main rivals to Hulk Hogan. Right. And, you know, it, it would be, you know, it would be great to, uh, to see him, you know, Cap off like at least a small world title reign. It doesn't even have to be big. It doesn't even have to last that long. But you yeah. know, I uh, definitely had him on the list. It's like one of those guys to win because nowadays, you know, a lot of heels. You say it, they 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 get a world title reign no matter what, right? They get one, right? So you know, so it's like a, a lot of um the heels of like uh, the late nineties and two thousands. You could just cross chalk that off because they they've been they've been world champion one time or another. But I will say, um, Samoa Joe. Okay. Um, uh, in WWE, you know, because okay. he never had a world title ring, you know, that was uh, due to injury, right? You know, so you know, you know, that he's on the list, um, uh, and probably maybe uh Ted DiBiase. You know, I don't really think so about what Ted, but Samoa Joe in WWE during his peak reign, um, well, he came in and uh, and Roddy Roddy Piper. Those are two that stand out the most to me of uh, guys that should be uh. That should have had like a world title
0: ring for sure. Well, it's funny you mentioned Ted DiBiase because technically, technically he was <laughs> he was a champion. Technically, he bought he bought the title from Andre the Giant, but yeah,
1: he, he bought it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I <laughs> get I it, was, it, I
0: get it, but, yes, but it, it yes. wasn't recognized. So yes, definitely. But no, I agree. Piper, Piper is one of them. Uh, I will agree with that, and I mean Ted DiBiase. But I, w- I want to throw a name out there that. He had, a, he had a little bit of a heel run, but when he was a heel, I watch I, and, I, and I think about it and I remember that, like, I remember watching the, the, the storyline happening at that moment, but I really didn't fully understand it because I was so young. But, and I think about it as an adult now, and I look at it and I'm like, ooh, man, I would have loved to see him as a, uh, while he was a heel, uh, as a champion. Jake the Snake Roberts. Listen, I, and the only reason why I say this is because I don't think people, The the rivalry him and Macho Man had, and it was stemming from the end of uh, SummerSlam 91 when him and Miss Elizabeth got married, and and Jake the Snake and Undertaker crashed their their reception party. Um, Oh, yeah. So a little bit after that, Survivor Series 1991 happens. Um, Before that, Jake the Snake and, and Macho Man, they had a match. I think it was like on Saturday night main event. And Jake the Snake brought out the snake and it bit Macho Man, uh, and his bicep, right? Huh? When his bicep, right? Right, 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 yeah. right. And everybody was it's debating whether it was whether the snake was venomous and whatever. And the irony in that story is that the snake died right after biting Macho Man, <laughs> which is the craziest thing. It, it's. I don't know, it's like everybody thought the snake was poisonous, but maybe Macho Man was poisonous for the snake.
1: But <laughs> he, he he had he had the antidote right in his bloodstream.
0: I get right, right. <laughs> so but this was around the time that, like I said, Jake the Snake was healed. And because of that, they were supposed to be in in Rivalry uh, in in the match, a Survivor Series match, and they had was taken out of of the match and Jake the Snake was suspended and Macho Man was Whatever he was retired because due to his ultimate warrior match from WrestleMania the year before, uh, actually, no, early in the year, so he was quote unquote reinstated, set up for a match that was Tuesday night in Texas, right? So they got the match, they do the match, and within the match itself, towards the end, I mean, Jake the Snake was like, and this is he was like top heel, he was like, trust me, and he had the killer heel, heel, uh, song. And during the end of the match, and anybody could catch this if you have Peacock, you can watch it on WWE Network or you can even YouTube, I guess, or somewhere on the internet. During somewhere during the match, he actually like really strikes Miss Elizabeth, right? Like straight up just backslaps her while Macho Man is on the ground. And and at the same time, like he's like berating like Miss Elizabeth while she's on the ground. And so 2021, that shit ain't happening. (laughs) I can tell you this right now. That is not happening in 2021. Um, But what's even crazier was the promo after. And Jake the Snake, he was just... like, I I can't even... You would have to watch the promo. You would have to YouTube it or whatever the case is. Find it somewhere. Jake the Snake promo, Tuesday night in Texas, post-macho man match. Watch that, and I can guarantee you that shit will make you like... You'll cringe... You could cringe at it now, because in hindsight, it's like, oh, like, what the fuck? Like, oh no. But it was some really perverse shit that Jake the Snake was saying. And I mean, but this is the time. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody hated this dude. And it was it could have been right for him to get a title reign or something like that around that time. But man, I don't know. To me, I always thought that. But I guess, and even to a certain extent, and we and we and we can't go without mentioning and even for a time Owen Hart when he was a when he was a heel you know especially around that time 94 uh um, him and Brett had had their matches um you know that he could, he he could have won you know they, you can make an argument that it would have been nice if he had a little tighter reign himself as a heel and i feel like he would have been a better heel champion than a face champion but you know that's you know obviously never happened but those are my like those are people off the top of my head man that i feel as heels that could have um that could have won a title, man. That that would I would have loved to see happen, but um, but yeah, it's just a a thought that that came to my mind, man. We kind of like we kind of had a discussion with that on this show, but um, but other than that, um, I it's I, I don't think I have any more to add, man. Um, anything you want to put out there, anything you need to say, anything new happening, anything you want to promote out there, uh, whatever it is, the floor is yours, bro.
1: Oh uh, no, man. Um, I'm just uh just glad that we were get able to get back at it, you know, after a couple of weeks. Um, uh, be able to get back on the grind and um, get, get some more potting in, you know. And I'm just happy that we are overwhelmed with all the sports. Um, yes, I have I have nothing truly interesting or new to uh, uh really promote, but I really want for my soccer club Manchester United to get their act together. And to get rid of Oli Gunner Solchar, I mean, he was great for the time. You know that we needed him to help rebuild the squad, but it's his time's over, man. Like this, this shit's got to stop. This is torture. It feels like Scott Brooks in
0: Washington all over again, man. Oh lord, yeah, yeah, uh, it's that uh, rough. uh. Well, uh, oh, I'm, I'm pray, I'm gonna pray for your team, man. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for your team. Um, uh, all right, one more thing I want to add. Shout out. Uh my hockey team, my Islanders team, like we are in the midst of a 13 game road trip to start off the season. Brutal. So far so good. Culminating in our grand opening home home opener for a new stadium, UBS Arena, which AEW will be at and WWE will be at like a couple of weeks apart. Um over there in, in on on Long Island in New York. But uh but yeah. I'm happy, my, I'm, I'm happy with sports going on. Uh, fuck football. I'm not worrying about that shit. Um, even though my Giants had one the other day, still it's the no-fucking-chance division of making the playoffs. Dallas is going to wind up winning the division. Just give them the damn division title right now. Um, but other <laughs> than that, <laughs> like I'm just glad, like you said, sports is back. Everything's going on. We're in full swing. So keep a lookout. And, uh, yes, as and, and, and soon as I had the ability to have some free time – I am definitely going to add I am going to do like an influx of a a lot of shit on the Facebook page, but um but definitely man, always great chopping up with you uh yes I,
1: don't super, know what, man. I don't know
0: what the next episode is what the topic we're really gonna to come up with next episode, but once we have an idea, we will record it and put it out there, and let everybody know so That's for sure so by all means, man, so uh once again, uh you can find. My man Chris on Twitter, rappers are actors. Me, yes, sir. Mo underscore B underscore Knowing. Uh, we are, you know, what I mean, if we make trash takes with wrestling and sports, don't kill us. We're just, That's right. we're, we're just avid sports fans. That's all we're doing. Um, hope yes. your hope your Braves win the World Series because fuck uh, Houston. Um, so yeah. Other than that, peace out, everybody. Be safe out there. Love, blessings. Catch you next
1: time. Peace out, y'all.